Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are so glad that God brought you here today so we can hear God's word and, and look to his word for guidance and blessing today. There are the announcements pages. You can download those on our website. Uh, and a few things we do want to highlight. Last week or week before, we did mention about the death of a former member, Rich Ringer. Uh, in the announcements, there is an address to, if you'd like to send a card and of sympathy to Ray Ringer, uh, please make sure to go ahead and do that. Also, there is a note about the PTL dinner and auction. There are some changes to it this year, uh, but we do want to make sure that you're aware of that and, and certainly uh, take part in that as a blessing for our school. Also, there is a note on page six about the enrollment process for the 2021-22 school year. Uh, the early enrollment uh, is continuing and open enrollment for everyone begins on Tuesday, January 19th. And so there are some uh, financial aid procedures about there that are noted. And if you certainly have any questions, you can contact uh, the, the church office or the school office. Uh, as we look at our service today, this is the celebration of the baptism of our Lord. It's the first Sunday after the Epiphany which by tradition focuses on the baptism of Jesus. Uh, and as we look to the gospel reading today, we're gonna to see the extent to which God goes to make his presence known to the world and to us. And as we look to God's word today, I pray that you are blessed. And so let us begin our worship service. We begin our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. My dear friends in Christ, let us humble our hearts before our holy God and take a moment of silent reflection upon our sins. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy upon us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Dear friends, Almighty God in his mercy has given his Son to die for you and for his sake. God forgives you all your sins. Upon this your confession, I by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word announce the grace of God unto all of you, and in the stead and the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, 
Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, at the baptism of Jesus, you revealed him as your beloved Son. Unite us to Christ, that we may daily die to sin and arise to newness of life, so that we might share the truth of your gospel through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Text for the message comes from the Gospel reading. Let us pray. Most gracious God, you tear open the heavens and open the way for our salvation. Bless us as we look to your word of life. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. It's our text. This week I posted a note on Facebook asking the question, what was your best Christmas gift? I also asked some of our students the same question and they, and, and they were quick to share their best gifts this year. Uh, some were thankful for the gifts of computer computer equipment and other electronics. 
Some were thankful for the gift of clothing and shoes. One was thankful for the gift of a fish, and another thankful for a new chair. But the adults who responded on Facebook were more introspective. By Friday, there were about 55 responses and some major groupings of those answers. Some said the best gift was either being able to help someone else or receiving a special gift from their children. There was acknowledgement of the gift of God's love and the blessings of a job. Some were especially thankful for the gift of good pastors and our Christmas Eve worship services. For many, the gift of grandchildren or the birth of a grandchild was the best gift. For others, uh, the blessing of health, personally for or for their family, was the best gift. But by far the largest number of people, almost two-thirds of those responding, said the best Christmas gift this year was the time they were able to have with parents and other family members because of all the COVID restrictions throughout 2020. As I was thinking about it, my I believe that mine came back in October. While I was with my parents and my mom had broken her ankle and was in the hospital and then in the nursing home. During that time, I had a week and a half with my dad. It was a gift. I didn't think about it at the time, but after his sudden death in November, it is certainly a gift that I see now. Probably the best Christmas gift I had this year. What about you? As you gather around the Christmas tree in your homes, what was your best gift this year? In our readings, we are firmly in the season of Epiphany, and as the season begins, we often hear the account of the wise men visiting Mary, Joseph, and the child Jesus. When they arrived, they brought gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. But as special as these gifts were, they were not wrapped in colorful Christmas paper decorated with Christmas trees, stars, or Santas. Neither were there ribbons, bows, or gift cards that first Christmas. But but that's not the case for us, is it? I mean, for us, Christmas wrapping paper and decorations are part of our Christmas celebration. And isn't that right, parents? I mean, or really anyone who spent Christmas with children, you certainly recall the excitement in the air as presents were opened on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, depending on your tradition. But the word excitement hardly describes it, does it? Because just as soon as the okay is given, what happens? It's more of an explosion of paper as the Christmas wrapping paper flies in all directions as it is torn away to reveal what is hidden. What's the problem? Well, the wrapping paper is in the way, right? It's more of a barrier between the excited child and the present. And so the simple solution to the problem is to tear open the wrapping paper and get a glimpse of the new present. When that happens, there is that excitement and joy. Okay, so what does all this talk about Christmas presents and wrapping paper have to do with John the Baptizer and the baptism of Jesus on this, the first Sunday after the Epiphany? Unfortunately, some of the translations of Mark's version of the baptism of Jesus simply say that the heavens opened or the heavens parted when Jesus came up out of the water. But more accurately, Mark says, as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Being torn open. Well, that's a strange choice of words. 
especially since the other gospel writers are far less dramatic and simply say the heavens opened. I mean, the, the words being torn open convey that sense of energy or, or ripping apart or excitement, anticipation, joy, uh, elation, you know, casting aside anything that's in the way. And when you think about it, much like a child ripping open a Christmas present, it's almost as if God couldn't wait another minute. He's so excited about his son. He rips open the heavens and sends down his Holy Spirit. God is a gift to the world, and he can't wait to tear it open. As I was thinking about this whole idea of heaven needing to be torn open, I was wondering what was behind that kind of thinking. Well, I mean, it's an idea found in the Old Testament. Isaiah 64, we read, Rip the heavens apart, come down, Lord, make the mountains tremble. That's the contemporary English version. The English Standard Version puts it this way, Oh, that you would rend the heavens, or tear open the heavens, and come down, that the mountains might quake at your presence. Prophet is praying that God would come down and do some mighty things to change the hearts of his people. But to be able to do this, he must first tear the heavens apart. So let's try to understand this. I mean, imagine this scene for a moment. Let's just say you live in a tent and you're inside lying on your bed at night praying to God. Now above your tent, the sky is full of stars. The moon is bright, the heavens are beautiful, but there's something that stands between you and the heavenly realm. The tent is there as a barrier between you and God. I mean, that's how the ancients thought about the relationship between God and his creation. There was this barrier. There was this fixed separation between heaven and earth created by sin and corruption that only God could tear open, like ripping open the roof off a tent and come down and meet his creation. There's another occasion when this ripping apart is mentioned by Mark and he uses the same word. Can you guess what occasion that is? Well, it is a little later in the gospel. Mark 15, verse 38, when Jesus' death is recorded. We're told the curtain temple, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This is the curtain that separated the Holy of Holies the dwelling place of God from the rest of the temple. And at the moment of Jesus' death, the separating curtain between a holy God and his people and the temple is now gone. It's torn open. God has torn open the heavens, if you will, for all to enter through the saving death of his son on the cross. When the gospel writer Mark describes what happened as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he uses words that link the day Jesus begins his ministry and identifies himself with sinful humanity as he's baptized in the Jordan. And it is linked with the completion of his ministry when he is again identified with sinful humanity and dies for all humanity on the cross. On both occasions, Mark says, God does some ripping and tearing as he opens the way to bring his kingdom to the earth. He sends his Holy Spirit and, and with his own life brings forgiveness and eternal life to all people. You might say that heaven has been torn open and is now spilling out on earth. I mean, that's exactly what we celebrated about 15, 16 days ago, right? Christmas, God tearing open the heavens and coming down to earth as a baby, walking on earth with us, Emmanuel, God with us. 
Heaven came to earth that night. God came to us because in our sin, we cannot go to him. In the waters of our own baptism, God did some ripping and tearing as heaven spilled into our lives. The curtain of sin and death is torn in two and no longer separates us from God. I mean, Jesus has made sure of that. The heavens have been torn open and the Holy Spirit descended down on us and filled us with faith, hope, and love. Nothing now stands between God and his love for us. In our baptism, God has torn in two the power of sin and death over us. The heavens have been torn open and God has made us holy by the blood of Jesus so that we can enter the holy of holies of God's presence without any fear or hesitation. You know, Martin Luther talked about renewing your baptismal vows daily so our baptism is a everyday thing. Every day, God tears open the heavens and sends us his spirit, his grace, his forgiveness and his love again and again and again. He tears open the heavens to remind you that you are God's dearly loved child. He reminds you that you are forgiven, even though you've offended him and one another so grievously. He reminds you that he is your loving shepherd who gladly tears away all that is heavy, wearisome, and worrying, and all the trash that litters your life. He reminds you that in his place he brings you his grace, his peace, his love. Sometimes, perhaps more than we care to admit, we find ourselves in a spiritual rut, and what I mean by that is that something or someone other than God is ruling our lives and we can't move on. Maybe you're caught up in bitterness, resentment, or anger, and you can't let go of it. Maybe you're caught up in a relationship that is destructive and leading you away from God's ways. Maybe you've let someone or something in yourself or something that someone else has done come between you and maybe a fellow brother or sister in Christ. I mean, these are the people of God with whom you share that one faith, one baptism, one spirit, one Lord and Savior. And for some reason, you can't get over it. Maybe you've let something come between you and God, a barrier, a wall, a barrier of materialism or laziness or indifference, unbelief or guilt. You're stuck in a rut and you can't get out of it. You see, we put up this barrier, this wall, this curtain between God and us, and God tears it open and brings us back to our baptismal relationship with him. He tears open your lies and pretenses that everything is all right when actually everything is all wrong. He tears apart your overinflated ego that believes that you are the center of the universe and everyone's life rotate around you. He tears a hole in your selfish life and lets in the light and shows you the distressing truth about yourself on the one hand and on the other hand, the wonderful truth about himself, that he's ready to tear down this sinful curtain of separation and make a new beginning for you. In church talk, this is repentance and renewal, turning away from sin and turning toward God. Yes, God tears open the heavens for you and for me. 
he sent his son for us at Christmas. I mean, Jesus identified with us sinners at his baptism. He died on a cross, taking on himself our sin. He rose from the dead and opened the way for us to enter eternal life. Every time we gather to worship in person or online, he tears open the heavens and unites us as one body of Christ, unites us with himself and with one another. Every time we come to Holy Communion, God tears open the heavens for us and reaches down and gives to each one of us bread and wine, as well as the true body and blood of his son Jesus, given to us physically to eat and to drink. He tears open the heavens and sends you and me his Holy Spirit and renews us as his sons and daughters and reminds us that he has made a solemn covenant with us at our baptism to always be our Heavenly Father. That tearing open of heaven is a sign of how deep God's love is for each one of us. It's a reminder that when the day comes, he will usher us from here into his presence because he has, first of all, made the way open by tearing apart sin and death and Satan and all those things that would block the way. So when you see a child tearing away wrapping paper that separates him or her from the gift inside, let us remember how God tore open the heavens to give us the greatest gift of all, his son. As we recall our baptism or, or when we come to Holy Communion, let us remember how God tore open heaven and let his own heart be torn in two as nails were driven through the flesh of his son because of our sin. Let's remember that the tearing open of the heavens brought forth the greatest gift of God to the world and to all of us. We've been claimed as God's own child and what a gift that is. The prayer of the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 64 Rip the heavens apart, come down, Lord. It has been fulfilled in God's Son who loved us to death and then back to life again. The heavens are ripped open. Jesus, life, death, and resurrection embody the tearing open of the heavens for you and for me. And so what was your favorite Christmas gift this year? I think mine is where the heavens were torn open by God himself to give me his love and salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. Yes, the heavens are open. Emmanuel, God is with us. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, our Offerings to the Lord's work continue, either online by texting to give or as you leave worship if you join us in worship this weekend. That whole idea that the heavens have been torn open. God has cleared the way for you and me to enter into his presence. That is the hope. That is the joy that we share with the world. You're able to share that with your friends and family. In your offerings to our Lord, help us as a church and school to share the joy of our life in Jesus with others. And so we are thankful that you're able to give, not only generously, but also joyfully and sacrificially. And we thank you for that partnership that we share with you in the gospel. And we thank you and praise you for your gifts.
My dear friends in Christ, let us confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. We confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Dear friends, let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Heavenly Father, in the Jordan River you revealed Jesus to be your beloved Son. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Lord, strengthen all those who have been baptized, especially those who have been baptized recently with your heavenly protection. Lead them to find their true identity in you as your beloved sons and daughters. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Lord, comfort all those who are suffering in grief. Console them with a sure and certain hope that just as we have been united with Christ in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Lord, give courage to all those who live in conflict with their family members, especially regarding differences of faith. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Lord, bless all pastors, church planters, missionaries, and servants in your church who proclaim your word and administer your sacraments. Embolden them to seek and save the lost and bring those who strayed back into your family. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, reveal your grace to us. Lord, place your healing hand upon all who are sick, injured, and recovering. We pray that you be with those hospitalized this past week, especially we pray for Stacy Blake, Stephen Freetag, Tom Nelson, Linda Pagano, John Peterson, and Joyce Kibbins, for Judy Ashby, Elaine Copen, and Adeline Weber, and also for upcoming procedures and, and surgeries, we pray for Jean Gephardt, Nancy Mitzner, and Chris Summerall, and for on, those on hospice care, we pray for Ruth Bogelman. Also be with those who continue treatment and healing at home. We pray for them and all those we name in our hearts now. Have mercy upon them and lead them on the path to health according to your will. Lord, by mighty work and wonder, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we do rejoice. We rejoice with Stacy and Nick Blake at the birth of a baby boy, Eugene Andrew Blake, on Friday. We also rejoice with grandparents, Matt and Laura Yoakum. What a joy it is to see a new life brought into this world, O Lord. We pray also that you bring Eugene quickly to the waters of holy baptism to mark him as one of your own children. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, we pray for those marching for life, whether it's the National March for Life in Washington, D.C., or somewhere closer to home. We pray that all those who attend may be a powerful witness to others about your love for life. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
Father, we pray for St. Paul's and the people of St. Paul's. May you bless us with strength and faith during times where we are separated and distanced apart from one another. May you help us find ways to reach out and minister to each other with your compassion and grace. Give us every blessing as we gather to worship together, whether it's in person or online, that we be united as one body. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And God, we pray for our nation. You have given us this good land as a heritage, O God. Grant that we remember your generosity and constantly do your will. Bless our land with honest industry, truthful education, and an honorable way of life. Save us from violence and discord and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil course of action. Grant that we who came from many nations and many different languages may become a united people. Support us in defending our liberties and give those to whom we've entrusted the authority of government, the spirit of wisdom, that there may be justice and peace in our land. When times are prosperous, may our hearts be thankful. And in troubled times, do not let our trust in you fail. Lord, we also pray for our leaders. O Lord, from you comes all rule and authority over the nations of the world for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do well. Graciously regard your servants who make, administer, and judge the laws of this nation and look in mercy upon all rulers of the earth. Grant that all who receive the sword as your servants may bear it according to your command. Enlighten and defend them and grant them wisdom and understanding that under their peaceful government your people may be guarded and directed in righteousness, quietness, and unity. Protect and prolong their lives, that we may show them forth the praise of your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, Lord God, we pray for our world. We are in need of your peace, your compassion and strength. Break down the dividing walls that rise up between us and bring comfort to all who suffer injustice and violence. Bless our communities. Bring protection to those who peacefully protest and to those who serve in law enforcement. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. Even while we strive to live at peace with one another, fix our eyes on you, Lord Jesus, for you give us the peace that this world can never give. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. My dear friends in Christ, go forth with God's blessing, and go with his peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Oh,